Hi, everyone. This is Sarah McFarland from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Sander Koyman from Leiden University Medical Center and Christopher Axelrod from Pennington Biomedical Research Center. They both recently joined us for a webinar focused on pharmacotherapy and chronotherapy for treatment of obesity and cardiometabolic disease, and a discussion on their research into combating obesity using these therapies. Let's dive in. So this question is for you, Chris, have studies been conducted to determine the long-term safety and efficacy of BAM-15? No, not formally. They have not. But we do have some studies in, in older mice currently where we are evaluating efficacy and safety. These are over 20 to 30 weeks of treatment, whereas in the, the previous studies that I showed today, they were three to four weeks of treatment. And the the tolerability looks similar, at least in our hands. Okay, great. And Sandra, this question is for you. Are female shift workers more susceptible to cardiovascular disease compared to male shift workers? Yeah, that's a very good question. And uh, well, the very short answer is, is that I don't know. That's because all the studies that have been performed so far are typically in people with specific occupations. So the female shift workers are often nurses while males are often factory workers so it's very difficult to compare those and but for obesity there is a little bit more data and it seems that like the general in the general population and uh, that uh, shift worker shift workers with obesity are often males okay we have another question here for you chris has your team investigated whether BAM-15 alters differential mobilization of different fatty acids? In short, might BAM-15 treatment alter the fatty acid composition of the body? That's a good question. And, and we have to a limited extent. We haven't done lipidomics or anything far-reaching, but the analysis that we have done shows that they're all similarly reduced, short, medium, and long-chain fatty acids. So it doesn't appear on the surface that, as an example, certain fatty acids are being elevated, whereas others are being depressed. It appears that short, medium, and long are all being similarly oxidized and and utilized. Okay, that makes sense. Sandra, this question is for you. Uh, Do you have any breath test or breathing testing data that shows the rates at which the animals are oxidizing endogenous lipids? No, that's actually a question that we would love to answer. So we, we're actually planning to do a study with stable isotopes measuring how fast the brown fat responds in terms of increasing energy expenditure when injecting lipids during cold or during thermal neutrality. So it's a very good, very interesting question, yes. Okay, Chris, this question is for you. Did BAM-15 alter brown adipose tissue function for thermogenesis? And did you observe UCP-1 activation in white or brown adipose tissue? Thanks, Sarah. And I guess to briefly answer that question, no. Brown adipose tissue function did not seem to be altered at all. And there's no UCP-1 activation or you know beijing or browning of white adipose tissue. And it's not changed in the brown adipose tissue. So 
This is a UCP1 independent mechanism, which makes sense since we are exogenously uncoupling the mitochondria, at least to me. Okay, great. We've got another question here. I'm not quite sure who it's for, but maybe you can both take a crack at it. This person has asked, have you measured the energy expenditure at thermoneutral conditions? In our models, we didn't publish that, but we have, and the phenotype is exacerbated. Interestingly, whatever the mild cold stress that's being induced at human thermoneutrality is slightly depressing the phenotype, which is much more rapid in terms of onset and large in terms of magnitude when we do it at mirroring thermoneutral conditions. Yeah, and we also we also have done experiments at thermoneutrality, and there we see actually in some aspects a more pronounced circadian rhythm in in brown fat, and that's because with this at thermoneutrality, of course, you're taking away a very dominant driver of brown fat function, so the sympathetic nervous system is is not active anymore, uh, so that's why you see much more pronounced rhythm in certain aspects of brown fat function. Okay, just in interest of time, this is going to be our last question. So this question is for you, Chris. This person has asked, do you plan to take um, this research into humans, either in vitro or in vivo? That's a great question. We do not have immediate plans to do that. The IND process is very long and, and painful, but we are in discussions right now to do more formal preclinical testing and in larger animal models that would be required to obtain an IND to do either early phase one or phase one type studies. But other labs and ours included think that this is likely going to require some type of structural modification um, to the native compound for it to be more suitable for humans since the half-life is fairly short and mouse met met metabolism is very rapid. So it's, it's entirely possible that the drug will be structurally modified down the road to make it more suitable for humans. Okay, fantastic. All right. Well, I just want to take a moment here to thank you both for your fantastic insights today. hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune in to future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.